Hello, everyone. I am Jordan Hall, and you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. The Flyers are on a three-game losing streak. Two of those losses have come in overtime. The most recent loss, a 5-2 decision up in Toronto to the Maple Leafs. So perhaps the Flyers are coming back to earth a little bit, and perhaps some people are thinking this is the team they thought they would see this season. But we're going to get into all of that in our latest three takeaways on the team here as this uh, schedule moves up into November uh, and, and the games really pick up for the Flyers. So my first takeaway is the Flyers have lost three straight, and a lot of people probably are thinking they are who we thought they were. This is the team that we expected to see this season, but I'm not so sure I'm ready to chalk it up to this team's going to be bad and this is what we were expecting and and all of that chatter because – to me, two of the losses I thought were really competitive, hard-fought games. It's not like the Flyers are getting blown out here, and I think that's a positive. Those two losses in overtime were to the Hurricanes and the Rangers. Those two teams were in the East semifinals last year. They're expected to be two of the better teams in the East this season, and they took them to overtime. The Hurricanes game, they actually had a lead in the final two-plus minutes and relinquished it, so they were really close to potentially closing out that game after coming back. And the Rangers, it's a one nothing loss where you go, you know, toe-to-toe with a team that uh, was in the East Final last year, uh, a team with the best goalie in the league in many people's minds, uh, in a tough environment up in Madison Square Garden. So I think there's a lot of positives you can take from those two losses. If the Flyers were Stanley Cup contenders and a team with sky-high expectations, I would probably be more frustrated with those losses. but they are not. They are battling injuries, and they didn't have expectations, and they're taking two quality teams to overtime, right to the brink. I think those are positive things. So there are things to take away, and I'm really not sure I want to say, well, this is what we were expecting. But I do have to say there are concerns, and there should be concerns about the number of shots they're giving up and how much defense they're having to play. They're really having to rely on Carter Hart right now And he's been brilliant. And if he's not brilliant, you wonder, where is this team? Is it actually 5-3-2? and Uh, Is their record looking a lot worse? And I think that's fair to wonder and question. But they they have had injuries. They don't have their top two goal scorers from last season right now. And James Van Riems, like in uh, Cam Atkinson, they don't have their first-line center in Sean Couturier. They're playing a lot of young guys. They're incorporating new faces with two waiver claims. Uh, so to me, I think John Tortorella's done a pretty good job maneuvering the waters and getting this team in a decent spot. I think you see signs of growth. You're seeing them be competitive. You haven't seen lopsided games, maybe aside from the loss to the Maple Leafs on Wednesday night, which really the game wasn't all that lopsided. It was a 3-2 game in the third period at one point. Uh, and then John Tavares goes off and finishes a hat trick to make it 5-2. But to me, you're seeing them compete, you're seeing them stay in games, and you're seeing some young players take strides. So I I think you take more positives than you do the negatives of a three-game losing streak. I am absolutely concerned with the shot total against and how it seems like they're they're starting to break. They were bending, and now they're starting to break. Those things concern me. Uh, But through 10 games, 5-3-2, and and considering the circumstances that they're staying in games – I think are positives for the Flyers and something that John Tortorella can build off of. It's all about building that foundation 
and pushing forward. And I think the Flyers have done some decent things. Uh, but to me, staying in the games against the Rangers and Hurricanes, two really quality teams, is a positive. And they also have wins over the Panthers and Lightning, the two other teams from the East semi semis last year. So I think with the strength of schedule and what the Flyers have done, uh, th they can hold, they can hang their hat on some of that stuff moving forward. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One thing that concerns me is scoring by committee. The Flyers know they have to score... By committee, they need balanced scoring. They don't have a 40-goal scorer. Uh, they're not going to have a 100-point scorer. They have said uh, from the coach down that, yes, we're going to score by committee. But the problem with that is you really have to score to dictate games. And if you're scoring by committee, there's going to be games where, you know, guys aren't going all at once. And uh, you don't have a guy that can go out there and just make a play and put the puck in the back of the net. And you saw against the Rangers where they struggled to score and they couldn't really dictate the game. Uh, a couple things th that are worrisome about scoring by committee is, one, it's tough to come back in that fashion. And two, it, it's tough to really jump ahead and dictate games in that fashion. Uh, so I think scoring by committee, good teams can do it. I think you can win that way. I think we've seen teams play well with great goaltending, uh, very good back-end play, uh, you know, their belt from the back out, and then they have solid balanced scoring uh, up front. I think you saw the Hurricanes, they're, they're a team that very much has balanced scoring and they defend their butt off uh, and, they, and they're and they well coached. But I think we're also seeing the, side, the, the, the negatives to scoring by committee, and that's uh, struggling to, to dictate games, struggling to control tempo, uh, and th that, that is a concern for me without a doubt. One major positive, though, I can see, and you've seen it through 10 games, is the Flyers have a top pair, defensive pair. They haven't had that over the last two seasons with the injury to Ryan Ellis and then failing to, to replace Matt Niskanen in 2020-21, where Ivan Provrov's had a rotating cast of partners, and they just simply had a hole there. And that's one of the toughest, most important uh, areas in the game, is having two top pair defensemen, guys that are going to play 23, 24 plus minutes playing all situations and be your go-to guys when you're up a goal, when you're down a goal. And I think right now you're seeing them have consistent play on their top pair. I think Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo have been very good, very good. And that's kept them in games. That's allowed Provorov to maybe play a little less minutes. He's actually not even leading the team in minutes per game. Tony D'Angelo is. When's the last time you saw Provorov not lead this team in minutes per game? But you're seeing Tony D'Angelo be out there in all situations. You're seeing him, his ability to play in the D zone, in the offensive zone, get the puck up ice. And I think both have been very good. And it's a big reason why the Flyers 
are where they are in terms of five wins, keeping the puck out of their net more often. Uh, I think the, they're giving up 2.70, uh, 2.70 goals per game, far better than what they were the last two seasons. So they are doing a better job of keeping the puck out of their net. And I think a big reason for that is Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo. They've been good offensively. D'Angelo has, has seven points through 10 games, two goals, five assists. He's a plus two. Provorov has five assists, and he's a plus two. And they're generating offense. They're generating shots, and they're helping the Flyers defensively. So to me, that's a major storyline here early on is that they were able to get good insurance for Ryan Ellis and Tony D'Angelo. Those two – Provorov and D'Angelo are clicking right now. They seem to gel. They seem to understand each other. And these are things the Flyers did not have over the last two seasons. It's a major, major reason the Flyers were awful last year and a major reason why they took a step back initially in 2020-21 is because they did not fill that hole left by Matt Niskanen. Right now, Provorov has consistency next next to him, and it's helped the Flyers be more consistent in keeping the puck out of the net. So that's something that Flyers can build on. They just need more balance in those deep pairs, uh, and they need to defend a little bit less by scoring more. Uh, that scoring by committee needs to put the puck in the net more, have them play with a lead where they're not trying to come back consistently and all the time and where they're not playing in the D zone all the time. But Carhartt sure seems like the most important player on the ice for the Flyers. Uh, they, the two losses that they have in this losing streak were in overtime with Hart in the net, on um, Wednesday against the Maple Leafs, they had Felix Sandstrom because they were playing a second half of that back-to-back. He faced 44 shots. It was a really tough game for him. And he's been put in tough spots where he's playing the back half of back-to-backs. Um, and, and maybe in the you know that's part of the backup goalie's job is to get in there in tough spots. But the Flyers need to help their goaltenders, uh, plain and simple. They need to not defend as much and not have these goalies facing 35 to 40 shots. Uh, right now, the Flyers are giving up too many shots. I asked John Tortorella about that uh, about a week and a half ago, and he said he we make too much out of shots for and against, but he did admit the team is playing too much in its end zone, and you're seeing it. The eye test tells you they're making life too difficult on their goaltender, but the numbers also do too. Look at the shots against. If you look at some of the better teams in the league, if they give up a lot of shots, they still end up out shooting the team because they're prolific offensively. The Flyers, if they want to defend and hang their hat on defending hard and scoring by committee, they need to give up fewer shots. You can't just bank on, you know, hanging on for dear life and having your goalie make 35 to 40 saves every night. It's okay if they're a defensive team, but they need to defend less, though, too. And those are my three takeaways on the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. Flyers fans, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and we can't wait to talk to you next time.